Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Revelations because um, parking lots are apocalyptic right now and (laughs) it just seemed appropriate. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and God will dwell with them. They will be God's people, and God will be with them and be their God. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Touch is our first language. Even before we're born, we're in physical contact with another person. We can feel the vibration of a mother's heartbeat. We can feel the warmth of her body. After we're born, we are held, we're carried, we're cuddled, Touch helps us to know that we're loved. Studies have shown that touch helps babies sleep better. It helps them to grow. How amazing is that? One study compared premature babies that were given the exact same amount of nutrition. The babies who were lightly massaged several times a day gained 21 to 47% more weight than the premature infants who were not touched. The skin is a social organ. We use it to communicate. As we get older, we find other ways of communicating. We learn to say words like benevolent and sulfurous (laughs) and actual results may vary. Words help us do the complex work of building spaceships and insulting our political opponents. Indubitably, (laughs) words are very helpful. But even now, with all the words on Wikipedia at our disposal, touch has an astounding power to communicate. About 10 years ago, some scientists at Berkeley decided to study how well we communicate by touch. 
The researchers brought two people into a room. In science, two people are called a dyad. In Greek mythology, a woodland spirit who inhabits the inside of an oak tree is called a dryad. <laughs> it seems like this would cause all sorts of confusion, but scientists learn to distinguish dyads from dryads. Anyway, the scientists brought two people into a room. The two people were separated by a barrier. The barrier prevented them from seeing one another or hearing one another. Through a hole in the barrier, one person placed his or her arm onto the other side of the person's room, into the, the person on the other side of the room. Can, can you picture this? On one side of the barrier, there sits a, a person with the arm of a stranger. <laughs> on the other side of the barrier, there's a person who's surrendered their arm to the attentions of a stranger. The person with access to someone else's arm was given a list of 12 emotions. This person was called the encoder. The encoder had one second to communicate a specific emotion to the person on the other side of the barrier. And the only way of communicating that emotion was by touching that person's arm. The person receiving the touch was called the decoder. The decoder had the same list of 12 emotions. Given the number of choices, those who received a touch should have guessed right about 8% of the time. That's just the success rate for random chance. In this study, those who received a touch identified the specific emotion it conveyed about 50% of the time. They identified anger or fear or gratitude through the contact on their skin. When the emotion was compassion, people got it right 60% of the time. 60% of the time, it took one second for a complete stranger to convey a sense of compassion. The language of touch is especially eloquent in expressing compassion. We can try to translate the meaning of touch into words, but something is always lost in the translation. Touch has the power to communicate something deeper than words. Maybe touch is the programming language behind our operating software. I hug Gracie every chance I get. At least sometimes hugging my daughter helps me feel connected to her in a way that is deeper than words. I can feel the energy between us. I can feel it the way you feel sunlight on your skin. On Friday, as I was thinking about this, I asked Gracie if she remembers being carried around as a little girl. Her answer was amazing to me. She said, I remember that when I was being held, I felt like I was part of what was happening, even if I didn't really understand the conversation.
I no longer get to touch my son. I feel that loss of connection like a severed limb. Even when Griffin was fully grown and his body was taller than mine, I needed to hug my son, to hold his face. I needed to touch him. When he died, I needed to touch his body. Sometimes I need to touch his picture. Touch goes deeper than words. It's a way of being present to one another. Touch connects us at a very primal level. There are places in the first chapters of Genesis where it seems as if God is physically present in the creation. God breathes life, breathes the breath of life into the dusty nostrils of Adam. God walks through the garden in the cool of the day. After the fall, God drapes Adam and Eve with a garment of skin. After Noah and all the animals are safely aboard the ark, it's God who shuts the door. At the other end of the Bible, the author of Revelation envisions God wiping away every tear. I love the intimacy of God's physical presence in these stories. Let's go back to that passage in Revelations. In less than 30 words, the author connects God to the people seven different times. God's dwelling place is now with the people, and God will dwell with them. They will be God's people, and God will be with them and be their God. Guess that's five times. <laughs> this is how you talk when you try to say something deeper than words. The author strings the same words together five times, hoping to express the kind of intimacy that really can't be put into words. I long to connect with God in this place that is deeper than words. I want to feel the intimacy that comes from communicating through our skin. I am weary. I am ready to linger in a place without words. I need God to set aside the agenda for a little while. I need God to put the lesson plan aside. I need God to be the parent who only wants to hold me, who only wants to touch my face. I want to be carried and included even when I don't understand. The season of Advent is a time for us to be mindful of our longings. 
At this time of year, there will be angels that spin like dials across the canopy of heaven. Of great glad tidings they will tell. God bless the angels, but my own longing is not for their sweet songs of joy. There will be shepherds watching their flocks by night. Their routine will be disrupted by the inbreaking movement of God's spirit. God bless the shepherds, but my own longing is not for a front row seat at the hinge of history. There will be magi that follow the star of Bethlehem. Drawn by the light, they will come bearing gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. God bless the magi, but my own longing is not for the treasures of the East. I see my longing expressed in the physical connection between Mary and Jesus. In their embrace, they share the warmth of their bodies. They are a comfort to one another. They are deeply present to one another. God made us. God knows that the skin is a social organ. And this is how God comes to us. God comes to us in the eloquence of our first language. God enters the world as a baby who needs to be held and touched. Touch is the only language that babies know. And this is how God arrives among us. Friends, what is your experience in connecting with God in a place deeper than words? Have you placed yourself in God's arms or taken shelter beneath God's wings or crawled into the cavity of God's ear? Have you held on to God's presence the way that you would hold an infant in your arms? Have you listened to God with your skin? Because the skin is a social organ and God longs to connect with us. Sometimes it doesn't happen with words. <laughs>